Are you ready for the word today? If so, you are going to enjoy today's message. Our words have power over the different areas of our lives. I hope you enjoy this message. Be blessed. I'm just uh, excited about the wonderful things that God is doing in our church. And, uh, you know, as, as we begin to welcome people back, um, you know, it's, and again, I thank God for technology, but to gather um, is so important. Like the, the work moments we just had in worship, God is good. Amen. Amen. And so uh, continue to invite people to church, and uh, I'm just excited. I'm excited. So I get to share the word with you today. Um, today we continue on our message series, Lagos, as we've been talking about the power of the word of God and then the words that are released in our life. And so, uh, I, you know, it's, it's been a blessing as we've looked at that in so many different ways. Um, and so let's take a moment to pray, and we'll jump into the message today. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you, God, for this day and what you're doing in each and every one of us. Your Holy Spirit is here. Would you speak to us, encourage us, convict us, challenge us, God. God, show us the things that you have for us. I pray, God, that you would speak to us in a special way. We thank you for your word. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. Again, I'm excited to share with you today. Um, to get started, let me ask you this. Have you ever looked back into life and maybe looked at the words that were spoken over your life. Maybe some of the negative words that were spoken. Maybe there's some negative words that people have said and you haven't forgotten those words that were spoken. They've, they've hurt you and you, there's sort of been a marker in your life and you have not forgotten what they have said. And it's caused you to believe a certain way about yourself. Or maybe there's some positive words that were spoken. Some words that you can be reminded of and it encouraged you and it lift you up and it helped you to remind you of who you are in Christ Jesus. There is power in our words. When I think about some of the negative words, I, I, I think about some of the things that have been said over my life. That have said, you don't fit in. It said, you're not like us or you're short or you're ugly. And I'm like, I'm ugly? No, come on. <laughs> Or, 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 or you, you, you don't need to go to, or, or what's the use, or why you, or some other racial, ethnic type words. And I wonder if any of those words have helped shape our life or our decisions that we've made in life. Maybe that negative word has caused you to go this way, or that positive word caused you to go this other way. When I think about positive words, I think about the words that my parents spoke over me as a child, helping me to dream and to see the bigger vision. Or, 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 or I think about the men of God that said, listen, son, this is, this is what it means to raise a family in Christ. This is what it means to raise a godly home. You're going to do it one day. Right now, you're not married. You don't have kids. But one day, this is, you're going to do it, and this is what it looks like. I think about the pastors that have spoken life to me and they say, listen, Jack, listen, son, I see a calling of God over your life. I see God is calling you to be a pastor and I, and I see those words and I see how they've shaped my life. Every moment to this moment this morning has been part of our process. And I think about some of those negative words that the enemy has tried to use to, to, to destroy the plans, the blessing, the provision, and the joy that God has for each of us. 
And then I see these other words, and I know God is real. And I know his blessing and his provision is just perfect. And they're part of the process. See, what God has weighed heavy on my heart today is really two things. What I want to share with you today is the power of the words that come out of your mouth, my mouth, and secondly, the next generation. See, today, the next generation, it could be that child, that grandchild, that niece, that nephew, that student, or it can be that person who is young in the faith, that person who is new to Jesus. Listen, to get started, I want to ask you this. How many of you are familiar with King David in the Bible? Yeah, you maybe heard him. He fought Goliath and a big giant, or you might have heard of some of the wonderful things he did, or you know, maybe you 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 heard, man, that guy he had some major sins and mistakes in his life, and and uh, you, but he had this love for God. The Bible says that he was a man after God's own heart. Early on in his life, though. There were some negative words that were spoken to him. And I'm going to share a few passages with you. And they're going to be, I want you just to listen to them. But sometimes the negative words are words that can help shape or help lead us in a certain direction or another. When David was just a young man, his brothers were going off to war. And his dad asked him if he can tend the sheep. And so he's tending the sheep and his brothers are on the front line in the war. And then his dad says, hey, son, can you go and take this food over to your older brothers? And so David, he obeys his dad and he takes the food and he goes over to his older brothers who are there in the front line in the war. And, and, and he brings them the food and then he wants to know with all the commotion. He's the young boy. He wants to know what they're doing, what everything's going on. And he sees that there's this giant and, and, and then his older brother speaks this word over his life. This is what it says in 1 Samuel chapter 17, verse 28. When Eliab, Eliab, David's older brother, heard him speaking with the men, he burned with anger at him and asked, why have you come down here? And with whom did you leave those few sheep in the wilderness? I know how conceited you are and how wicked your heart is. You came down only to watch the battle. Here is his older brother, his family member. And here's young David just excited to be around the guys, the older guys. And because of his brother's frustration of what he's dealing with, he sees his brother and he speaks a negative word over him. I know how conceited you are. I know how wicked your heart is. You just came down here because you just want to be nosy and you just want to see the battle. Right after that, in verses 32 and 33, David has an encounter with the king. The king is in charge of all the men. Everything's going on. And David's like, you know what? Nobody wants to fight the big giant, but I can do it. I can do it. I can do it. And the king's like, listen, listen to what he says in verses 32 and 33. He says, Oh, David says, don't worry about this Philistine, this giant. I'll go fight him. And then the king tells him, don't be ridiculous. There's no way you can fight this Philistine and possibly win. You're only a boy. And he's been a man of war since his youth. So he's got a negative word from his family member. And now the next person in line speaks another negative word in him. You're only a boy. You can't do this. 
There's no way. He's too big. You can't win. It's not, it's not for, there's no way you can possibly do this. Don't be ridiculous. And here's this second negative word that is spoken over his life. Well, David convinces them. He convinces them that he can do it. And so the king automatically wants to take armor and put all this big armor on top of David. And David's like, I can't do it with this armor. Just give me a couple of rocks and a slingshot and I'll go out there. And as he goes out there, here is this negative word from the enemy. In 1 Samuel chapter 17, verses 41 and 44, it says this, Goliath walked out toward David with his shield bearer ahead of him, sneering in contempt at, his, at this ruddy-faced boy. He says, am I a dog? He roared at David, that you come at me with a stick? And he cursed David by the name of his gods. Come over here and I'll give your flesh to the birds and wild animals. And so David's dealing with all of this. Can you imagine this? He's got, he's got negative words from his family. He's got negative words from the guy who's supposed to be in charge. And he's got negative words from the enemy. And he's dealing with all of this. And we wonder and we question, will negative words, do they have power to affect our decisions? Do they have power to affect how we'll encounter that next person? You see, what we've been talking about over the course of this message series, Lagos, is we've been talking about the words that are released and the word of God. Our central passage has been Proverbs chapter 18, verse 21, which says this. Can we read this together on the count of three? Can we read this? One, two, and three. Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and those who love it will eat its fruits. Death and life. Death and life. There's death in this thing, and there's life. It has power. It, has, it, it can speak, and it can tear someone. It can cut someone up, or it can lift them up. It can place them in position to do well, to succeed, to seek after God, to have hope and faith that God will do it. Or it can cause somebody to turn around and run the other way from God, to go into mistakes and go into depression and go into sin and do the wrong things. This, this tongue has power for death and for life. In the course of this series, we've been talking about how to encourage yourself with the word. We've been talking about the power and the effectiveness of our words and what happens when, when they are released. Just recently, um, you know, my, my wife and I, we let our kids play in the front yard and, and they've been playing and they got a couple of neighbor's kids that they've been playing with and then, you know, just kind of having a good time and they've been, this kind of this pandemic, they've been together. And there's this new kid that joined them recently and he's from across the street and um, he's seven years old and, um, you know, he comes up to them and he just, he wants to start playing. And so we, you know, we kind of checking him out a little bit and he's talking and so the kids go out to play and the kids come back and say, well, you know, this kid says bad words. And so we're like, okay, you know what? You know, my, my, my daughter's seven, two. She's in first grade. And, you know, and I'm thinking, okay, well, well, what, is this, well what did he say? And so one of the other kids comes up and says, well, I can't say it, but he said the F word. And I thought, he's seven years old. He said, okay. Well, well what exactly did he say? He said, well, well he said, well, well, F and my dad is going to kill me. And I thought to myself, he's seven. Why is he saying that? 
We've been in the middle of a pandemic, so he hasn't been around a lot of people. Anytime I'm around other people and I see them use some foul language, I'll say something like, hey, my, my kids are here. Can you, you just protect their ears? You know, you know, something like that. But I think about where this kid has been over the last year from six to seven and what's happened in his life and what has he heard? What's been available to him? What has he seen and what has he heard that he needs to come to the place where he says, F, my dad is going to kill me. What's happened in his, in his life? You see, when the Bible says there is death and life in the power of the tongue, I want you to understand some perspective here. You see, when we speak positive to someone it gives them this confidence to go further. It gives them hope in God. It, it gives them an example of how to speak to others. But when we speak negative to someone, it chips away at that confidence. It chips away at that. It causes them to doubt God. And it gives them an example of how to speak to others. For example, have you ever seen somebody who has been mistreated or a negative word was spoken over their life and then they turn around and went and treated somebody else poorly? Maybe you've seen that. Mama wanted to come to daddy. But we see that happen. We'll see someone be mistreated and, and, and speak, spoken to poorly. And then in the next moment, they turn around and they, 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 they speak out against somebody else. And we'll watch, hey, why do they behave that way? Why do they act that way? Why are they so full of anger and, and all these negative feelings? But where did it come from? Where did it come from? Mama, are you ready to go back to mommy? No. <laughs> Sorry, I made that worse. <laughs> I made that worse. Our words have great significance, especially with the next generation especially with the young person who's new in the faith. So what should we say to the next generation? There's two things that the Lord's placed on my heart that I want to share with you today just over the next couple of minutes. And the very first thing is this. We should be intentional with, this is what I've learned about God. This is what I've learned about God. What am I saying? I'm saying this. Build a legacy of sharing what you know about God. Here's what I want to point out to each and every one of us this morning is this, is God has done some tremendous things in your life already. Amen? Can I get an amen? amen. I know we, we, we're, we came to the second service, so we're a little more awake. Come on now. <laughs> Let it be said about you that you didn't keep your relationship with God just to yourself. Let it be said about you that you spoke the word into the next generation. Let it be said that you pointed them to God. There's this story in the Bible that I absolutely love. It's one of my favorites. It's with Eli and Samuel. Eli is the priest and Samuel is, he's the, he's the young boy growing under Samuel the priest. And, and, and one night he's getting ready and he goes to sleep. And he's, and, he, and he's laid down, he's asleep, and suddenly he hears his name, Samuel, Samuel. He's like, he gets up and he runs right over to Eli. And he says, Eli, did you call me? And Eli's like, no, go back to sleep. I didn't call you. And so he goes back and lay down and he hears his name again, Samuel, Samuel. So he gets right up and he goes over to Eli. He says, Eli, did you call me? And he says, no, I didn't call you. Go back to sleep. This happened about three times. 
And on that third time, Eli begins to recognize what's happening. And the Bible says this in 1 Samuel chapter 3, verse 8 and 10. So the Lord called a third time. And once more, Samuel got up and went to Eli. Here I am. Did you call me? Then Eli realized it was the Lord who was calling the boy. So he said to Samuel, go and lie down again. And if someone calls again, say, speak, your servant is listening. Speak, Lord, your servant is listening. I want you to see that only this comes from your experience and your journey. Each and every one of us, you have heard God speak in one way or another. Eli begins to recognize what's happening in Samuel's life. And he says, I want to show you how God speaks. I want to show you what God is doing. And, and, and then it says this, so Samuel went back to bed, verse 10. And the Lord came and called as before, Samuel, Samuel. And Samuel replied, speak, your servant is listening. You see, what Eli does is he teaches the next generation how to hear the voice of God in their life. How to recognize how God moves, how he speaks, and what he does. You and I have heard his voice. But what will we sit down and share with the next generation? Will we share with that person who's young in the faith? Will we take the time? Will we take them out to IHOP and get some silly face pancakes and say, listen, I want to share with you. I want to show you God. Will you, will you meet that friend and meet him? Hey, let's go get some, let's go get some coffee. Let's meet at this coffee shop. I, I, I want to I share with you. There's so much that God has already done in your life. Will you share it? Will you speak that life into the next generation? Because here's the truth. The enemy is coming for them full force to deceive them, to blind them, and to distract them. But the Bible says in Proverbs chapter 22, verse 6, it says this, Train up a child in the way he should go, and even when he is old, he will not depart from it. Teach them. If, if, if it's a friend that's made a decision for Jesus, teach them. If it's, your, if it's your child, your grandchild, your niece, your nephew, teach them. If it's a student, teach them. You know, I think about Cassandra. You got to hear a little bit of her speaking today. But the journey, I remember the seeds being planted and watching her develop and grow. And, and certainly things happen in her life. But to watch her come back, I tell you, it is one of the most beautiful things. Train up a child in the way they should go. And even when they're old, they will not depart from it. You're planting a seed. And I want to say this to you. God's love is all over your life. God's love is all over your life. And you are in the best place you can possibly be right now. Learning and hearing the word of God. Share it. The Bible says in Deuteronomy chapter 6 and verses 6 through 7, it says, And you must commit yourselves wholeheartedly to these commands that I'm giving you today. See, these commands is the word of God. This is what you're receiving today. The instruction, the word, you're receiving that today. Commit yourselves wholeheartedly to the commands that I'm giving you today. Verse 7, repeat them again and again to your children. Talk about them when you're at home and when you're on the road and when you're going to bed and when you're getting up. The word of God, the instruction of God, in other words, take what you learn and teach it. Whether that's the next generation or that person young in the faith that's made a decision. What should we say to the next generation? We should say, this is what I've learned about God. 
Leave a legacy of this is what I've learned about God. May it be said about your life that you shared your relationship with God. And secondly, would you say this? When it's tough, keep walking in the things of God. Amen? Amen? When it's tough, keep walking in the things of God. Now, here's the truth. As people, we all go through things, don't, don't we? Right? Stuff happens. You either just came out of something, you're in the middle of it right now, or eventually you'll go through something. Right? Pastor, are you speaking that negative thing over my life? No. The truth is, life happens, right? And stuff's going to happen. I don't want you to say, I, I didn't know anything would ever going to happen to me. You know, the truth is, there have been tough times in my home. The truth is, in my home, we've struggled at times financially. The truth is, there's been times where we've had a bad medical report. And the worst time is when the doctor can't explain to you even what's going on. The truth is, we've had relationship issues. The truth is, we've had tough times. But the question that I ask all of us is, will we choose to trust God through those moments? Will we choose to trust God? Will Jesus remain on the throne in the middle of my issue? Now, Jesus doesn't get down from the throne, but the way I behave says something about my faith and where I see Jesus and where he's at. You know, I think about young Timothy in the Bible. I think about how he had these high hopes and he was excited and he had a rough time. People weren't responding to him the way that he had hoped and he was, he was dealing with those feelings and those emotions and that rejection. And, and here comes the Apostle Paul, his, his big friend, his spiritual father, his, his big homie. And he, and he tells him this in 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 12. He says, don't let anyone think less of you because you're young. Be an example to all believers in what you say, in the way you live, in your love, your faith, and your purity. Be an example to all. See, we need to encourage the next generation with these words. The truth is, life is going to be tough, but don't let the negative words hinder you. Don't let the tough times confuse you. Take the opportunity to be an example to others. And I want to take a moment. I want you to picture this. Maybe you have a child. Maybe you have a, a grandchild. Maybe there's a nephew, a niece. Maybe there's a friend. Maybe there's somebody that you know that has recently made a decision for Jesus. But I want you to think of them for a moment. And I want you to imagine them. And I want you to see them and, and, uh, and think of them as the influence that they're going to have on the people around them. You see, the words that are spoken into their life are going to be reproduced in the people around them. What type of influence are you imagining right now for their sphere of influence, not yours, theirs? What type of impact are you seeing for your, for your daughters and your sons and your students? What type of impact are you seeing for them? The words that we speak to them has everything to do with the impact that they will have one day. What will you speak over their life? Psalms chapter 34 and verse 11 says, Come, old children, listen to me, and I will teach you the fear of the Lord. I'll teach you. Well we, well, we teach them. Proverbs chapter 13, verse 22, it says this. It says, a good man leaves an inheritance. Would somebody say inheritance? inheritance. To his children's children. 
but the sinner's wealth is laid up for the righteous. King Solomon, he's wrote this proverb, and certainly there's some implications about monetary and, and financial gain and some of those things there. But I want to tell you right now, I want to speak to you about the legacy of words about the legacy, the platform, the place that you will, you will speak into the next generation. But, but I, 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 the inheritance to his children's children. Your children will have children. The next, gener the next, next generation. I'm not just talking about that friend, that person, your child, the one that's made a decision for Jesus, but the, the person that they're going to speak into. A good man leaves an inheritance for his children's children. What will you leave for your children's children? What word will you speak now for your children's children? What legacy will that be? To trust the Lord God Almighty. To choose him above everything else. To not be distracted by the things of the world. To not even play with fire. To when you do make a mistake, come running into the arms of God because they are always open. To understand that he is worthy of all the honor, all the glory, all the praise, and that we bless his name. As for me and my household, we will serve the Lord. That the forgiveness of Jesus is real. That the, what he did for us on the cross is real. That God is real. That a relationship with God is real and attainable. That in the midst of life, and when life throws its punches, you could choose to lean in on God. That just walking the borderline, the borderline with God, and technically I'm a Christian. Listen, listen, that's not enough. The enemy will look to attack you and blow you over. That you gotta seek God, that you gotta be in your word, that you gotta pray, that you have to desire Him, that you should use your talents, your gifts, and your abilities to serve the Lord. That you would say yes to the things of God. Will you speak that into the next generation? Will you speak that into those who are saying yes to God? Will you speak that? And will those words affect them, but affect their children and their children's children? Will it be said about you that there was a legacy that was passed on? That you deeply loved the Lord and you instructed them, you taught them, you modeled for them to do the same. Life is so short. We take a first breath. We take a last one. What legacy can we pass on? It's in you. I tell you, I've already said it. I see it in you. The love of God is already in your life. It can be so easy to see all the negative, And sometimes it drowns us out. Man, I'm dealing with this bill. I'm dealing with this situation. This guy at work. This situation. Everything going on. My relationships. All these things. The, the 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 lies of the enemy, and they're just all there. And sometimes it's so hard to see the goodness of God. But I'm telling you now, I see it in you. See it in yourself. See how God is good. See how he's blessed your home and your marriage and your situation. See how God has blessed your children. See his protection. See his provision. See how he's made a way. See how he shut that door that you didn't belong in. See how he opened that other one that you need to walk in. See the goodness of God in the church, I'm telling you. See his goodness in your life. See how he's strengthened you. See how he's promised you. See how he's reminded you. God is not done in your life. 
Let that come to life in you and speak it and speak it and release it and talk about it at the dinner table. The Bible says this. This is what I want you to tell them. Tell them, tell that person that's made a new decision for Jesus or tell, tell your child, meet with your child, have a date with your child and tell them this. Speak the logos of them, Philippians 4 thing. I can do all things through him who strengthens me. Would your child, would your grandchildren know that verse? Would they know that you lived it out? I can do all things through him who strengthens me. Listen, you, listen child, you may not understand right now things that you might be young right and you may not get it but one day life is going to happen and the enemy is going to look for you but I need you with all of your heart and your mind I need you to remember Philippians 4.13 you're going to need it you don't understand now but you're going to need it I can do all things through him who strengthens me would you sit down with them and would you tell them Proverbs chapter 3 verses 5 through 6 listen you don't understand now but I'm telling you would you would you tell them this trust in the Lord with all your hearts and do not lean on your own understanding in all your ways acknowledge him and he will make your paths straight you say, listen, child, you don't understand. You, you, don't, you don't get it all now, but I need you to know this. May my legacy to you be this. I need you to know the Lagos. I need you to know the Word of God in your life. Because the truth is, there are little eyes, there are little ears that are listening to you watching the words that come out of your mouth and I get it sometimes we're frustrated and we get angry about this or that or they didn't clean their whatever the situation is but their little ears are listening and maybe it's the ears of a young person or a person young in the faith listen I want to illustrate it to you this way I got these bowls of water I'm going to bring over here for you I got my very own Valentina hot sauce. Somebody, come on. You like it, you like it, you don't. Maybe you're a, a tapatio type of person. I don't know. See, this, this represents here the beautiful, the logos, the purity, the word of God being spoken over someone's life. And these are the negative words. Oh my. Just bam, and again, and again. Well, I just was frustrated, or I was angry, or I was just, I was having a bad day, or, or somebody just, you know, was at school or at work. Thinking, man, I'm wasting all the Valentine. You want me to save some for you? Hey. Does it look clear now? 
See, what I want you to understand about the next generation is I want you to understand that they're like sponges. What I want you to understand is that person who's new in the faith, they're watching, they're listening. And they're either going to receive this, the word of God from you, this encouragement, this life. They're going to receive life from you. Or they're going to receive death from you. Negativity. I didn't ask them to die. I didn't curse them. But what did you say to them? What did you expose them to? What did you surround them with? What music did you put in their ears? What television shows did you put them to watch? What did you allow? Because here's the thing about sponges. They're going to squeeze out what has been poured in. And I, I didn't say nothing negative. Yeah, but you're wondering why that sponge is squeezing out this red gooey stuff instead of clear water. Why isn't the next generation, why aren't my children, my grandchildren, why, why aren't they squeezing out pure, beautiful, the Word of God? Why, why, what did you pour into them? What did you allow them to be exposed to? What did you say to them? You could only expect that what will come out has everything to do with what's been poured in. I want you to see this. And I also want you to understand this. Whatever it has been, it is not too late to turn it around. Because just as I told you, the love, the mercy, the grace of God is huge. His arms don't close on you. While you still have breath in your lungs, you can run to the feet of Jesus. God, I've done it wrong. I've loved you. I've known you. I walk with you. But the truth is words have come out. God, God, forgive me. God, I repent. God, I want to speak life into the next generation. God, I want my children's inheritance, my children's children. God, children I don't even have now, but they're children's children. I want it to be a legacy of the word of God, pure and beautiful in their life. Here's my challenge for you. Here's the challenge. I'm going to read it to you here from the screen. This is this. Speak life into the generation with what you've learned. What have you learned in your relationship with God? What have you learned along the way? Do not keep it to yourself and as part of that and remind them to stay on the path. In the midst of life, in the midst of it getting tough, in the midst of the drama, in the midst of the storm, in the midst of everything that will you stay on the path, remind them. Let me take a moment to pray the Lord's blessing. I hope you all enjoyed the message. The Bible says words do have power. Please hit like or subscribe. Share the video that you just watched. Also, if you're new, text new to the number that you see. I hope you all have a blessed day.